Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart. My wife, Caitlin, and I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California, and I've been coaching for 16 years, and Caitlin has been coaching for six years. We started this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, Caitlin and I are going to be chatting about proven tactics for crushing the CrossFit Games Open. And we're also going to kind of go into the details of how we personally like to design training programs at our gym. And uh, if you're doing the 2024 CrossFit Games Open, well, this podcast is definitely for you. So give it a listen. Uh, so let's start off with how the preparation actually starts. So let's actually go to the beginning. How soon do you think preparation needs to start? Even if you're just doing the CrossFit Games Open just for fun, you know, where would you, how far in advance do you think someone should get going? Um, just to kind of prepare for it, I would say three months. This is for somebody who's not taking it like super seriously, yeah. obviously not a professional games athlete or anything like that. But if you want to, you know, do really well, especially in your age group or category, then, you know, probably at least three months in advance, I would say, um, to kind of go through a full train, maybe like one or two training cycles, um, leading up to it. And then, and then hopefully peaking right when it when it starts. Cool. And then I'll kind of give some context to what training cycles are. If you don't, if you don't, if you're listening to this and you don't know what a training cycle is. So there's three main styles of training cycles. There's a macro cycle, a mesocycle, and then a micro cycle. So a macro cycle is a general yearly plan. So we look at the entire year and then we kind of just write bullet points on different sections of the year, like typically in three month blocks of what we kind of want to focus on. And these can actually change as we kind of progress, depending on the data we collect from our clients. Um, and then after that, we move into mesocycles, which is training cycles that last anywhere between three to 16 weeks. Typically, uh, a, a standard training cycles anywhere between, I would say four to eight weeks is the typical range, but they can go as long as 16 and be as short as three. Um, and then micro cycles are just like the weekly daily programming that you see. And that's kind of how we plan things out. Yeah, I mean, right now we're gonna be doing this kind of three, like you said, or four week cycle leading up to the open. Um, and in it, you know, we have our basic foundations of what we're working on, uh, leading up to this, we were in a heavy, uh, squat and pressing cycle, which, you know, in turn was kind of prepping us for, um, our muscle endurance for our legs for the open. And then also we were kind of focusing on overhead pressing because we see a lot of that coming up. Yeah. Uh, so those of you who are at the gym, you're aware of this, but if you weren't at our, if you're not training at our gym, we just came off an eight week, 20 rep max back squat cycle. And I love this style of training that leads up to the CrossFit Games Open specifically because it's heavy on work capacity and you could actually build a strength and strength endurance at the same time because we saw a lot of people's one rep max go up as well along with this. Um, and then also builds that mental resilience because the 20 rep max cycle is can be taxing mentally as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we all know everybody gets really nervous before they really go for their 20 rep. No matter how many weeks in you are, you always get that nervous jitters beforehand. Yeah. And in terms of the 20 reps uh, transferring to CrossFit movements, like the chances of us seeing thrusters, wall balls, cleans, squat cleans, rowing, like anything that's leg intensive, it definitely makes the legs more powerful for a longer period of time. Yeah. I mean, that's why we like uh, pairing those movements together. And then we're going to see definitely a lot of that for our personal training cycle at the gym. The next three weeks, we're focusing on um, rowing and then barbell cycling 
and a lot of pulling because we see a lot of pulling in the open. Yeah, we're, we're definitely, I mean, you, you're never going to go through a CrossFit Games open without pull-ups or, you know, most likely bar muscle-ups. Let's kind of go into more details about our current training cycle that we're starting right now. Uh, so you say we're working on barbell cycling. Can you kind of go into some more details on, you know, the reasons why we do it and also uh, like how long we're going to be doing it? Yeah. So I think naturally everybody gets really used to doing, you know, one or two reps at a time, especially in a lot of our workouts uh, that we have been doing in the past. Um, barbell cycling is a lot more uncomfortable. Uh, being able to hang onto the bar requires a lot more grip strength coordination, um, and of course, muscle endurance as far as the movement goes. So we're going to be doing, um, a lot of touch and go reps and touch and go reps means basically you're hanging onto the barbell the entire time and you touch the floor, uh, every time. So a lot of that, cause it requires, you know, full range of motion. Um, in the CrossFit open, we do see a lot of hang work too, but for me, I think hang comes a lot more naturally for people. Um, I think touching the floor is a little bit more challenging. And so if we kind of prepare, ourselves for the most challenging movement, hopefully also the easier movement will come naturally to us. Yeah. And I think one common misconception a lot of people have is they think that CrossFit is all about training movements, but we're also training energy systems. So when you're training in interval styles with touch and go reps, you're actually training what's called the creatine phosphate system. And what that is, it's, it's the energy system that requires a very short burst of energy that is also not a one rep max. So we're talking about the three to five rep range, very rapid, fast muscle contractions. That's the main energy system that's being used. Yeah. So we're going to do a lot of deadlifts like this. We're going to do a lot of cleans, um, snatches. Like those are the three main cycling movements that we're going to a hundred percent see in the next few weeks. Yeah. Awesome. And then you also mentioned that we're going to be working on pulling. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So just like I said before, we were doing a lot of pressing, bench pressing and overhead pressing in the last few weeks. So we're transitioning now to a lot more upper body pulling. Um, arguably, I'd say everybody's weakness is probably pulling more so than pressing. Pressing yeah. comes more naturally for people. So we are all very underdeveloped with the overhead pull, even the horizontal pull. And so we're going to be doing a lot of different styles of pull-ups, um, especially if you don't have strict pull-ups yet, or, you know, a dynamic pull-up like kipping or butterfly, you definitely need to train in different uh, varieties or types of movement. So we'll do ring rows, banded pull-up, jumping pull-up, chest to bar pull-up, um, a lot of, you know, variation to kind of get us stronger in that sense. But I also want to throw in, um, some bodybuilding movements like bent over row, uh, to help supplement for strength and get people stronger, um, for that. Right. And, um, I think a common misconception a lot of people had, or at least I had when I first started CrossFit was that I thought I needed just to do more of that movement to get better at it. And that's not necessarily the case because you're only training certain muscle groups and guess what, if you can develop the deficiencies or constraints or constraints in other muscle groups, then that will definitely help you with either your pull-up endurance or your strength. Yeah. And also it's really boring to just do the same movements over and over again. So having a little bit variety, um, by and training this essentially the same muscle group like that makes training more fun um and also you know sometimes doing a, a movement differently it might click for you and then you can apply it then to another movement and and for example i just had a lot of people do uh, bent over row, but in quadruped style yeah. elevated on a bench. Mm -hmm. And it really clicked for, uh, people to understand the lat activation, the side, the oblique staying tight and neutral and square versus staying on the ground and having to do that yourself. Sometimes having that assistance, um, or structure to keep you stable, 
like helps you realize what you should be applying in the pull-up or in the bent over row with a barbell or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I specifically remember when I started working with my coach and I was training specifically for uh, regionals, uh, I remember that he... I almost laughed because I was like, you know, why are we doing these bro movements? <laughs> like, I was like, why are we doing like single arm dumbbell row? Why are we doing bicep curls? Why are we doing strict pull-ups or lean away strict pull-ups? And I didn't, you know, I didn't really directly question it, but like I still did it. And then I remember after doing all those extra movements, like the main benefit was I could get more volume in for those muscle groups. My joints weren't killing me. Um, and also I got far more time under tension. Mm -hmm. So my muscle endurance and my overall strength improved. And then when I did go back to kipping pull-ups or chest to bar pull-ups, like it felt like I was invincible. Like I felt like I could just crank those out like nothing. So, I mean, don't ignore all these small movements. They may not seem very cool or sexy, but those things will get you to the next level if you've done properly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then combining this whole pulling talk that we're doing and the barbell cycling, I mean, both kind of go hand in hand, both are pulling movements. Um, so we're pulling off the floor for that. And, and I want to get stronger. I want people to get stronger with their upper backs so that it will then apply to the to the barbell work as yeah. well, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, and something that we really focus on, that Caitlin and I focus on when we're designing these training programs, is like we just don't throw a bunch of crap together and hope it works. Like we use progressive overload, we balance training between frequency, intensity, and volume. And the thing is, is people think that they need all three of those. When the reality is, is that you can only do two out of the th out of the three of those in one training cycle, or at least in waves of a training cycle. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, in our previous cycle, we were training on mostly volume, especially with squats and pressing. And then now we're kind of moving into more, I would say an intensity and frequency phase. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what frequency means, frequency means like how often or how much we accumulate the same movement in, uh, in during a week, typically intensity is typically just like how it seems like, like how intense is the training. And then finally volume is the accumulation of reps, sets and total, uh, weight move during that week. Yeah. So right now, frequency, we're doing barbell cycling and pulling a lot. Like, I mean, I think people have noticed now it's at least three or four days out of the seven. We're going to be focusing on this. Um, so if you come into the gym, you know, five days a week, you're probably going to hit pulling in some way, shape or form a lot. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to front load or overload because that's what the focus is right now. And we'll see the benefit, you know, three weeks from now when we hit the open, um, and then from there, we'll just start focusing on something else again. Yeah. And this is what's great is, you know, I know this podcast is about how to, you know, crush the CrossFit games open, but you know, if you come to our gym, all you have to do is show up and show <laughs> yeah. up frequently. So kind of moving into that, what days, if, if you're, if for our listeners who do go to our gym, what days should they be coming in? For to, to work on the pulling and everything or just to, like if you were to choose like because I know we have our priority days mm. So if you guys don't know this also we have priority days where we design certain Workouts on specific days because that's when the most amount of people come. Yeah, so what days do you think like if You're prepared mm -hmm. getting want to get prepared and just do okay or just have fun in the CrossFit games open What days should they be coming? Um, well, I try to do like, I guess my, my priority days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, like I like at least four solid days. Um, but Tuesday, Thursdays are super important too, cause it's kind of like your, it's your opposite day. So those are our pressing days for the most part. We're going to be right. focusing on pulling 
you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then work on a supplement with core work and pressing, um, and probably some sort of squatting on those days. If we've, if we haven't hit those already. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, if they're deficient in those things, they should still come. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and that this kind of comes down, like we can't really tell you because there's so many of you, but if you know what your deficiencies are and a good test of this is be like, if you don't want to come and do the workout and you're not sore, it means you should probably come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see people in here six days a week, if mm-hmm. not seven. I mean, I have a, I don't know. It's not just me because I know other people have said this too. It's hard to take a rest day when you're really enjoying your programming. So if you enjoy your programming and you want to come in every day, you should, you can just, you know, modify and scale things as needed. But I think everybody mm-hmm. is capable of working out seven days a week. Yeah. Absolutely. I I agree. I I try and work out seven days a week. And then this is also where the volume, frequency, and intensity comes into place. We're not saying that you should work out seven days a week intense. And I think that's when people associate the word CrossFit, they always think intense. Mm -hmm. And CrossFit isn't always intense. CrossFit is heavily skill-based. CrossFit also focuses on long endurance workouts as well. It's Mm -hmm. just that we only have an hour of the day for the most part. So we try and maximize Maximize the hours as much as we can. So a lot of times that is done with intensity or volume. Yeah. And if you're on a good training program or, you know, with good coaches, you, you should be able to navigate and learn and, and be able to do, to do that, to do the whole week and do all the workouts and just kind of, and it's a, it's a process. It's about learning and training and, and figuring out your body and what you're capable of. And if you end up being really sore um, from something, just know, like, that's totally normal. It just, for me, I look at it as, uh, well, I'm just really weak in that area then. <laughs> like, yeah. if I get really sore from something, I'm like, wow, I'm just, I just, I really need to work on that, obviously. And everybody gets sore in different, different areas, right? Like, for example, today I was really wrecked, like, in my traps. I'm like, is anybody else really sore in that? And then some people said no. And I was just like, okay, well, then I guess I, my, my shoulders and my trap shrug is just probably weak and lacking Mm. and I just need to work on it more or I'm not used to barbell cycling. So obviously I need to work on that more. And so that's kind of how I read my body and then, you know, make the next step in judgment on, well, how am I going to train the next day? What's the priority? How am I going to, how am I going to do that? Yeah, that's awesome. And then this kind of leads perfectly right into my next kind of subject, which is, you know, we balance everything really well between the three main energy systems and the three main energy systems. Again, if you don't know what those are, so we have the cretin phosphate system, which is the very short burst of energy. Um, it's mostly, it's almost more central nervous system as well. It's not, it is muscular, but your central nervous system is what controls the movement the most and then we move into which is uh the glycolytic system or also it's also known as the lactate system and this is kind of like almost like your crossfit zone almost but this is very short this is like in that two to three minute range where you're mostly using lactate as a fuel source and this is where it burns so think of it like an 800 meter run 500 meter row it's like very intense like you don't have to think you just have to go as hard as you can for that duration and then you have the aerobic system or also known as the cardiovascular respiratory endurance system and this is where you're actually pretty much in like the five to seven minute range and a lot of people don't know that they think that they're in like the lactate area when they're in that seven minute five seven minute range when really you're starting to tap in to that aerobic system and this is actually the most underrated energy system and most undertrained energy system Mm -hmm. that i see in crossfitters oh yeah 100 percent. i mean we just came off of 
a very short workout on Monday. And then we did a very a long 25 minute type of workout um, on Tuesday. And then again, today we went short and fast. And so having the balance between all the systems, like you're saying throughout the week, um, super important. And then also knowing like your capabilities. But like you said, the aerobic space is definitely undertrained. Everybody is uncomfortable going. Well, it's really boring to train an aerobic base. Yeah, for it's sure. It's not you sexy have to, at all. You have to it's go terrible. long, like super long. Yeah, we're talking like 60 to 90 minutes plus. Yeah, is, unbroken is, yeah, of to, movement. Yes, to truly train the aerobic system, it's a lot longer than you guys think. Like just because you're breathing hard doesn't necessarily mean that you're in, in the aerobic system yet. Yeah. It's to the point where lactate or your glycogen is completely depleted from your body. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that you're using for energy is oxygen. That's yeah. why they call it the aerobic system. It's literally, aerobic literally means with oxygen. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets uncomfortable in the three minute, five minute range, but in reality, like you're kind of resting a lot still. It's very interval like for a while. And then you kind of tap into, like you said, the aerobic base just has to come into play and then you keep moving. Yeah. But we see a lot of people resting, you know, on and off and not that consistent movement is important when you're training aerobic. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's important to remember too, a side note here is that, you know, our, the energy systems aren't like gears on a car where it's just like, oh, like I am now in glycolytic. I am <laughs> now in aerobic. It doesn't work like that. They all work together and you can actually use all three energy systems at once. Like, and this is what makes CrossFit beautiful. And this is what I think how we are able to get such results in such short amount of time with our training is because we can balance these three energy systems and we can balance our exercise, exercise selection, reps, sets, and tempo and combine this in a combination to where we're hitting almost all three of these systems all at once in one workout. Yeah. That's what make, makes CrossFit great. I mean, I don't, I mean, me personally, I mean, I'm biased. I don't see any other fitness style that can hit all three at once. Um, and being a very busy adult with, you know, a family, like I want to maximize my time as much right. as I can. And so that's why this is the best type of training, in my opinion, because you get all three at once. And believe me, like if I could find something better, I'd be doing it because oh, I want to save time and I want to be effective. Yeah. I mean, and I can't find anything more effective when I do try to do like more just bodybuilding or maybe just more, you know, aerobic where you just sit on a bike or run or do anything like that. Again, boring. And I don't feel as accomplished as I do when I do strength training in CrossFit and, and hitting all the systems. Yeah, absolutely. And when we, when we design training programs, like the order that we design things is we, we always look at exercise selection first. So we try and we find the most effective exercises that will give us the most amount of return on our investment. And then after that, we go into reps because reps are king because if you Volume. Know, yep. exactly because a one rep max bicep curl means nothing. <laughs> so we need to make sure that our reps are appropriate for the exercise. Then after that, we go into sets because that controls is the main controller of volume because there's a difference, big difference between five sets of 20 back squat and one set of 20 back squat. Yeah. So that's where sets come in. And then finally rest. Rest is really important because this is going to control whether it's metabolic, whether it's going to be aerobic or mm -hmm. whether it's going to be uh, strictly muscular. So if you, for example, if you do, um, we'll go back to the five sets of 20 back squats. If you do that and rest one minute, well, it's probably going to be more metabolic and more aerobic because you can only lift so much weight for yeah, 20 reps for five so sets with a one minute rest. But let's say we do three sets of three back squat with three minutes rest. Now we're training in that CPs is oh, so CP is short for a creatine phosphate system. And we're training our nervous system and our raw strength. Yeah. 
with a three minute rest and our central nervous system. And then finally we end with tempo, which is very important because a lot of people think that rep ranges are king. Rep ranges are extremely important, but time under tension is actually which is actually what gets strength and muscle growth at the same time. So if you're, for example, if you accumulate about 75 seconds of time under tension on a movement, you're actually training muscle endurance. If you're, if you're in like that 15 to 20 second range, you're training strength. If you're training in like that 30 to 45 second time under tension, and we're talking per set, then you're kind of in that hypertrophy zone. So the reps don't really matter because you can get the same stimulus mm-hmm. by doing lower reps at a slower tempo. Yeah. And that's why doing tempo correctly is super important. It's not always about putting more weight on the bar, but instead doing the uh, seconds correctly so that you can get the most out of the training program and what was intended. Yeah. Um, Funny, I just had a training session earlier with one of my clients and we were doing five sets of five back squats at 185 with a three second tempo down. And uh, that's roughly, in terms of what the stimulus was, that's roughly equivalent to a five sets of five back squat at 225. But the benefits of doing that is that the spine isn't getting as compressed. Mm-hmm. You, the joints, um, yeah. the joints are getting trained as well. You're training your tendons and your ligaments and your muscles are more likely to grow and you're going to gain that strength. So it's the beauty of it is that, um, is also that you don't need to warm up as much. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always tell like older population, specifically my dad, I mean, he calls me a lot and asks me about, um, training volume and stuff like that. And I always tell him like, just slow down. Like just go a little bit slower with your reps and add some tempo to your work, maybe pause in some positions instead of always looking to add weight or add more. Or just like sprint the reps because then yeah. you'll get not much out of it. Exactly. Slower is actually sometimes better. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, that kind of leads me into my next point of how we design training programs is uh, so we do, I do a thing called the three P's. So uh, the first P is plan. So this is where think of it like you have a box of a, of a puzzle and you have all the puzzle pieces and then I just dump all the puzzle pieces out. So that's, I just do pretty much a brain dump. So I just dump all my ideas down, everything I want to do. And then after that, once I dump it out, I start prioritizing. So the second P is prioritize. So I, I take a look at what actually needs to get done and then discard the rest. So I can't do everything in right. every training cycle. So, um, that's, for example, that would be like, I have my puzzle pieces and then I start organizing my puzzle pieces by color. And then after that, uh, we have periodize. So this is where we start getting the details together. And this would be the equivalent of like, hey, I'm going to start putting my puzzle together. And I'm going to start doing the edges of the puzzle. Um, and then that gives me essentially my training cycle or gives me at least a framework to work with. Yeah, absolutely. In regards to the open, I mean, we kind of looked at it backwards, I guess. Like, okay, the open is in about, you know, six weeks when we were first talking about all of this. And we we're like working backwards. Like, what do people need to work on the most? You know, we kind of brain dumped everything out. Exactly. And then uh, from there, we kind of pick and choose, okay, what is the most important? What did we just work on? Uh, so that we don't want to like repeat ourselves again. And, and then from there, we started planning backwards on how we were going to get people better at these things. Um, and prepared for the, for the open itself. Yeah. And not to mention also we collect data through SugarWad. That's the app that we use to collect workouts and data on there. And then we look at that data and we're like, okay, what overall as a group do we need to work on? Or what is the biggest constraint that's going to hold us back from moving forward? 
Yeah, I mean, for example, in the last training cycle, um, with we did a lot of lunges, front rack lunges, back rack lunges, and every week um, I would go back and see, you know, okay, what weight did we do? How well did everyone do at it? Um, how much? Uh, volume did they do with that? How well? And then I thought about the classes and how well they did. And then from there, I kind of pick weights and I've slowly progressed everybody up to heavier lunges. I mean, I don't know if anybody noticed that or not, probably not. But for me, that's kind of how I was slowly progressing everyone to get stronger at single leg movement uh, throughout the weeks. Yeah. So you, it was pretty much forced progressive overload. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's exactly why we, I, I encourage people to log things on SugarWad because it helps um, us program better yep. uh, in the future future and then um, to pick weights and you know again sets and volume yeah that's awesome and <clears throat> kind of backtracking what should we expect leading up like in the last few like week or two to the CrossFit Games Open like what, what should they expect um, for training-wise? Uh, yeah, I want to do um, a couple repeat, you know, open workouts. Okay. Some of, like, my favorite ones or ones that we really do. Honestly, some of the workouts that we have been doing are inspired from past open workouts. Um, I went back and looked at, you know, the most popular ones um, that we've done and the movements, and I, I kind of program backwards that way. But definitely expect some repeats so, so we can maybe compare some of our times um, if you've done a previous open in the past, maybe you can see if you've gotten better. Um, and then also, um, a lot of, again, pull, I think a lot of couplets and triplets. I mean, we always see couplets and triplets in the open. Um, you'll most likely see like a, an AMRAP style workout and then a one rep max of something last year, it was a thruster. Mm -hmm. Remember that? And then I think the year before that it was a, a snatch or something. So yeah. we're probably going to see one heavy lift as always. And then a lot of couplets and triplets. Okay. Probably one chipper. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, probably. Well in three weeks. Yeah. There's, they're, they're going to have a lot of things to get in in three weeks. So we'll see, we'll see what comes up. Um, let's kind of get into some practical tips now. Let's say that we are in the CrossFit games open. Let's kind of get into some practical tips on what people can do for each workout. Um, I'm going to start with pacing. So knowing your engine now, this is something that common that we see in the gym, uh, regardless if you're training for the open or not, or if you're competitive or you're just here to work out, it doesn't matter who you are, but we tend to see people go out super hot right out of the gate. Well, yeah, it's only natural. I mean, the three, two, one countdown and then your adrenaline, adrenaline spikes yeah. and then everybody around you starts moving. And so you do too. And yeah, I mean, pacing is definitely something that is learned. Um, and you have to like, like really learn your body and feel, you know, understand how you feel. But for more of a hard point example, the barbell cycling that we're doing, the point of it is to learn what you're capable of doing in a row so that when you come up to a workout and there's, for example, 10 clean and jerks at 95 pounds, you can say, well, I've, I've done touch and go reps for three at 95 pounds. So how can I strategically do this workout at 95 pounds and, you know, be smart about it. So yeah. that's the whole point of logging your reps. I mean, logging your weights for the barbell cycling so that you can understand what you're capable of, you know, in a workout and then plan backwards. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something practical that you can do when you get in the heat of the moment and you can start practicing, practicing this now in your workouts is to start that first round or whatever round you're on, uh, at about an 80% effort. And then from there, the goal is actually to increase your pace mm -hmm. towards the end of the workout. You should be able to have enough in the tank to where you can sprint like the last 90 seconds to a minute on regardless of how you feel. Yeah, I think everybody would rather feel um, like they can push at the end versus like, 
you're hitting a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes hitting a wall. It's not fun. Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of like hitting the wall sometimes. Um, I like pushing myself all the way up until the very end and seeing what I'm capable of. But when you're kind of like newer to CrossFit or, you know, newer to just working out in general, I think always feeling more capable is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there any other kind of practical in in workout tips that you have for people who are going to be doing participating in the CrossFit Games Open? Um, no, not really. I mean, I think just um, logging what you're doing right now and then just being very mindful about like what you're capable of and applying it to the workouts is probably your best bet. I mean, like you said earlier, it's kind of too late to like expect a muscle up all of a sudden if you right. haven't really been working on that. Um, but like anything else, you can always prepare for the future and like maybe this will inspire you to kind of like get back on track to, to, to work on the things you've been putting off. Yeah, absolutely. And just for context, like I've done every CrossFit Games Open since 2011, since the inception. And is uh, that the burpee year? That was the burpee okay, year. Me too. Then because I was 2011. That was, yeah, yeah, that was so mine. I have a previous year up on you because I did sectionals. So oh. I actually did my first CrossFit <laughs> competition ever was 2010 sectionals, and then I have uh, competed in regionals three times. And I, uh, my coach who trained me was also uh, trained other high level CrossFit Games athletes. So I have a lot of experience. I learned a ton from him. So I want to pass that knowledge on to you guys and at least let you know that hey, I all the knowledge that I've accumulated from my coaches and everything that I've learned. About about everything from energy systems to planning, periodization, mesocycles, microcycles, <laughs> macrocycles, yeah. uh, all these things that I've learned is that we pass this on to you, which has taken us years to accumulate this knowledge. And then now we just filter it and give you guys all the best and, and prioritize specifically what's best for the group. And we go, we, we narrow, we narrow that focus all the way down to where we get it all in one hour in a class, yeah. seven days a week. So all the work is done for you guys. So there is no secret, just show up because we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were just talking about this the other day with the noon class, how different our training styles and training cycles have changed over the years for for those of you who have been with us for five plus years. I think you've now probably have realized like we don't program um like 225 snatches anymore yeah. you know or like you know like ridiculously heavy weights because what happens is like our our community has changed our priorities have changed we've gone you know we've done a lot of different cycles and we found what works best and so that's kind of why our training style has changed into what it is today and I, it's going to constantly change just depending yeah. on you know what our focus is who is at our gym and what is best for them i mean it, that's kind of what we always program for is what is going to be best for the community to get everybody better um and then and prepared for whatever event we are planning because as we know we always have different things um murph is going to be coming up and we'll have a whole nother training cycle for that yeah absolutely and i like how you, what you said and this is something i think we do really well that i think um, some other gyms don't do very well that i've been a part of at least in the past which is where they kind of force their program onto the gym population. Whereas we kind of look at be like, okay, what do you guys want to work on? What do you guys want to get better at? What do you guys want to, uh, you know, what do you guys want? And yeah. then we design that program based on what the needs are of the community instead of just being like, well, I like this. So therefore you should like it. Yeah. 
for sure. We're always looking for feedback too. So if there's ever anything that um, you guys want to work on specifically or train for, I mean, always let us know. We're always open to um, to trying new things. Absolutely. And before I wrap things up, I do have one last practical tip for you guys for the CrossFit Games Open. And this is something I wish I could go back in time and tell myself, which was, you know, and enjoy yourself and have a good time. Like it's not it's it's all for fun it's just it's just an it's just a workout um go into it have a good time high five some friends and enjoy your time out there because there was a time where i took it way too seriously <laughs> yes. and and the thing was is that i really regret not enjoying it at the time because had i known that would have been my last time on the regionals floor and with the cameras on the lights on with all the beautiful equipment and everything i would have enjoyed it a lot more yeah, so. for sure. I mean, you can always say that about, about anything. And I think we try to make it fun, uh, definitely with the whole intramural open uh, style that we do at the gym. So we have our themes posted already. I hope everyone is preparing for um, what they're going to wear and what they're going to dress up as. Um, and that way, you know, the workout is fun. It'll be every Friday uh, for four weeks, starting on the 29th. Uh, it's usually three, it's three weeks for the open. And then the fourth week is the red wolf spin on it. And we usually do something fun and exciting. Yeah. Let's go actually, uh, before we close things up, go and, uh, tell us on how the CrossFit games, open point system works, how we, how we run things at the, at red wolf. Yeah. So everybody's going to be, um, put on a team, either team Matt or team Caitlin. And, um, from there we're going to be participating every week on the Friday, a class will do the workout. It's not something you have to show up extra for. It's just the class workout is the open workout. Mm -hmm. And um, you get points, number one, one point for doing the workout, mm -hmm. uh, two points for dressing up. So the themes are uh, your best wig. So you have to wear wigs week one. Week two is heroes versus villains. Uh, and then week three will be red versus black. And week four will be our intramural open shirt. And then uh, from there, we're just basically going to be giving uh, three extra points for top scores. And it was top male scores, top female scores. Um, I think it was top two or yeah, top, top three, top three uh, will get three extra points for their team. Mm -hmm. um, so again, we're focusing more on the participation side of dressing up. You get more points for dressing up than you do for actually doing the workout. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's like the whole emphasis is on that. And um, yeah, it should be really fun. I mean... I think every year we have a blast. Yeah, and the and, winning team gets the banner. And in winning the gym. team gets the banner in the gym, and there's a good amount of space for another Team Caitlin banner. No, that will not <laughs> happen this year. To the right. Team Matt, Team Matt, all the way. Team Matt. Yes, we shall see. So, yeah. yeah, that's what we can expect, and we should be excited. Yeah, so in a nutshell, everybody, you get one point for just participating. Um, if you do the theme, you get two points plus the participation. So you can get a grand total of three points for your for your team that week. And mm -hmm. then um, and then if you play as top three, that could, that could be up to six for yep. one person. So uh, it's really fun. We run it every year, and it's, it's always a huge hit. We already have a ton of people signed up already. So um, you have to sign up by Friday and to make sure you get the shirt because that's when we put the shirt order in yes awesome all right any final thoughts before i uh, close things up no i hope everybody has a good time leading up to this and then we all do well and have some fun i love it all right well everybody thank you so much for listening if this was helpful please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content just like this don't forget to follow us on social media at red wolf crossfit and dm your content suggestions there we would love to hear from you until next time Good luck. Have fun. Nailed, Nailed it. it.